It's hard to avoid the RuPaul's Drag Race hype. The franchise seems to be constantly airing at least one of its global spin-off series at any one time, and the show has launched some hundreds of drag artists into mainstream success who enjoy fame and fortune and wield enormous influence. Queens across the world yearn to stomp down Drag Race's famous runway and benefit from the worldwide platform it provides. And as we all know, with great power comes great responsibility. So what happens when Drag Race gives the power of that platform to someone who abuses it? In 2019, the show came under fire for casting Joey Guglielmelli, a then 28-year-old who performed as a drag queen named Sherry Pie. Seemingly unbeknownst to the Drag Race casting team, Guglielmelli stood accused of conduct that was at best extremely troubling and at worst, criminal. Sherry Pie's name will go down in infamy, but has Guglielmelli managed to sidestep the ramifications of his actions? Welcome to Cancel. I'm your host, Cam, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations, and even countries. You may think the subjects of our study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter, because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately canceled. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it, been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Joey Guglielmelli's cancellation starts many years before his casting on Drag Race with an actor named Ben Shimkus. Shimkus was a senior in Cortland State University's musical theater program when, through a friend, he was approached by a casting agent named Allison Mossy. Mossy was casting a play called Bulk at a prestigious venue in New York City and was keen for Shimkus to audition for the role. Over the next three weeks, Mossy and Shimkus exchanged over 150 emails discussing their role and his move to New York City. She also highlighted some scenes from the play that would be overtly sexual, suggesting that this was but a small price to pay for the inevitable career boost. Shimkus, though uncomfortable, reluctantly agreed. Following this, Mossy began to ask for sexually suggestive images and videos. Shimkus was asked to film himself pretending to take steroids and talk about how much he loved his muscly body. He was asked to read from a fetishized script which had him talk about how much he loved his body odor. He trusted Mossy and did as she asked. He began making plans to drop out of school for the role, but then, out of the blue, Mossy disappeared. She ignored his emails for days on end. But just as he was about to cut ties, he finally received a response. 
Mossy claimed she'd lost her internet access, which Shimkus found hard to believe considering that she was working for one of the premier theater companies in New York City. Suspicions roused, he reached out to Playwrights Horizons directly, who told him that nobody with that name had ever worked for the company. <laughs> Allison Mossy did not exist. It was a hard blow for Shimkus to take. He knew that whoever had been impersonating Allison Mossy had compromising footage of him that he feared could ruin his career. And not only that, but the thought of his family or friends discovering the humiliating images and videos was much too much to bear. He felt stupid, ashamed, and embarrassed. In his own words, he was at breaking point. Shimkus leapt into action. He knew a friend of his was also speaking to Mossy and immediately told him to cease all contact. His friend also knew someone talking to Mossy who knew someone else, and so the web began to spread. As they all began to share their experiences with one another, the name of one mutual acquaintance kept popping up. Joey Guglielmelli, or his drag queen alter ego, Sherry Pie. In each and every story, Guglielmelli was somehow involved, either introducing people to Mossy or acting as her apparent go-between. In some instances, Guglielmelli counseled those who were getting frustrated with Mossy's charade, persuading them to keep going. Wherever Sherry Pie went, Alice and Mossy would follow. While their suspicions had been roused enough for them to cut ties with Guglielmelli, the shame of what had happened to them kept his victims silent. Silent, that is, until January of 2020, when Sherry Pye was announced as one of the contestants on season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Rumors about Guglielmelli's past began to swarm and circulate, reaching a breaking point as the show approached its premiere. On March 4, 2020, two days before Sherry Pye's debut on the show, Ben Shimkus came forward, revealing Guglielmelli's deceitful manipulation in a lengthy Facebook post, noting that six other people had shared similar experiences with him. In his post, he warned that, quote, Although Sherry's drag may be admired by our community, I hope that our community also recognizes the impact of giving her a bigger stage to broadcast from. End quote. Social media picked up on Shimkus's post almost immediately, spreading it across the internet like wildfire. The fire was further stoked by an article published by BuzzFeed News on March 5, 2020, the night before Sherry's entrance aired, in which four of the men came forward with near-identical allegations. They said that Guglielmelli had catfished them, conning them into recording sexually provocative audition videos in the hope they'd be noticed by casting directors. One of these men, Daniel Marandola, revealed that he was tricked into taking steroids by Guglielmelli, who even had face-to-face -face conversations with him to further his nefarious ends. Another was explicitly asked to masturbate on camera, among other uncomfortably objectifying and sexualized requests. The internet blazed with fury. Media outlets posted long think pieces outlining the allegations, and social media was incensed with rage. How had such a notorious abuser gotten away with it for so long? How on earth had this been missed in his application for RuPaul's Drag Race? Soon, an apology from Guglielmelli appeared on his Sherry Pie fan pages. Quote, 
I want to say how sorry I am that I caused such trauma and pain and how horribly embarrassed and disgusted I am with myself. End quote. It was too late. The damage had been done. Sherry Pye's emotional manipulation and abuse may have gone unchecked for many years, but her cancellation was immediate. The backlash drove Guglielmelli off social media, with his follower counts crashing drastically and his drag race peers publicly denouncing his foul behavior. All his future performances were canceled. A justified cancellation, it must be said, though it had challenging consequences for RuPaul's Drag Race producer's world of wonder. As with many reality television competitions, almost the entire show had already been recorded with only the finale left to be filmed. 13 episodes featuring Sherry Pie had already been pieced together and were set to be broadcast on VH1 in the USA and on Netflix internationally. Not only that, but Sherry Pie had made it to the final four of the season and was in the running to be crowned as America's next drag superstar. How could they possibly go ahead with the season now, considering that one of their finalists had been outed as a serial manipulator and abuser? Would they have to cancel the entire run? Shortly following the Facebook apology, World of Wonder issued a statement on March 6, 2020, the day of Sherry Pie's first episode. It read, quote, In light of recent developments and Sherry Pie's statement, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. Out of respect for the hard work of the other queens, VH1 will air the season as planned. Sherry will not appear in the grand finale scheduled to be filmed later this spring. End quote. Producers took the unprecedented step of re-editing the entire 12th season of RuPaul's Drag Race to reduce and retrospectively cut Sherry Pie from the series. Sherry had no cutaway interviews, her runway presentations were removed, and she was edited out of conversations. Internet sleuths who found original versions of the episodes found that editors also zoomed in on shots featuring Sherry so that she ended up cropped out of the frame. Where it was unavoidable for Sherry to feature, such as in performances and in weeks where she won challenges, they minimized her as much as they could so that the episode still made sense. But that she received as little screen time as possible. Any challenge prizes were offset with donations to LGBTQ charities. Watching the show, it became quite easy to forget that Sherry Pie was even competing. She was almost entirely absent, an unwanted guest in an otherwise charming season. Now, as we know, many so-called cancellations are misnomers. Where cancellations imply complete loss of platform and influence, so many who claim to have been canceled complain loudly to their thousands of followers, entirely undermining their point. Some of the people we've covered on this podcast have even manipulated so-called cancellations to their advantage, building their platforms rather than destroying them. In this instance, Joey Guglielmelli and Sherry Pye along with him was erased from the history of RuPaul's Drag Race. He lost his public platform at the time it mattered the most and stopped performing altogether. A cancellation in the fullest sense, it would appear. Guglielmelli completely vanished. His social media profiles remained online, but with no activity whatsoever. They were some sort of relic, a scary reminder of the platform that he might have achieved if not for the bravery of the victims coming forward. Proof, perhaps, that true full cancellations do exist. 
Guglielmelli was a clear example of someone whose platform was destroyed, fame ruined, and reputation left in tatters. Job done. The end. Except it wasn't. On February 15, 2021, Sherry Pie's website suddenly sprang back to life, featuring the words, coming soon, beneath the live event section. On Sherry Pie's social media accounts, Guglielmelli announced that he would be appearing on daytime talk show The Tamron Hall Show the following day to reflect on his shameful actions and work towards making amends. The announcement sent shockwaves through the LGBTQ community who were outraged and devastated by the program's dangerous decision to re-platform Guglielmelli. The Tamron Hall show appeared to be trying to reverse his cancellation, giving him the spotlight rather than focusing on those his abuse had affected. Fellow season 12 contestant Jackie Cox publicly called on the show to cancel the interview, tweeting, quote, Giving Sherry a spotlight without the forethought to reach out to victims is irresponsible, immoral, and wrong. End quote. Many of Guglielmelli's victims also spoke out against the interview, confirming that the Tamron Hall show had not spoken to them in advance of casting the segment. In effect, the voices of those who'd been most affected by Guglielmelli's manipulation and abuse were silenced. Still, the interview went ahead. Tamron Hall opened the episode with a disclaimer that addressed the intense online backlash her show had received for booking Guglielmelli. She stated that she wouldn't give Guglielmelli any free passes, though throughout the conversation she seemed more interested in defending her decision to do the interview rather than asking any hard-hitting questions. In fact, no new information was unearthed over the course of the conversation other than Guglielmelli's confirmation that he had faced no criminal proceedings and that he had not performed live since his disqualification, something later disputed by those who claimed to have seen them perform in the last 12 months. The whole Tamron Hall show charade was clearly an attempt from Guglielmelli to re-enter the mainstream, to rebuild the platform he'd forfeited, but the public wasn't interested. The Tamron Hall show's reputation was also tarnished, with many comparing it to the attempt at reinvigorating Chris Brown's persona following his assault against Rihanna back in 2009. When questioned of why he took part in the interview, Guglielmelli said that he felt like he, quote, needed to apologize to the victims and to the masses, end quote. But his victims later confirmed that they are yet to receive any personal apology and they're not holding their breath. Guglielmelli's interview was a publicity stunt, and pure and simple, it failed. As Daniel Marandola states, if he was really doing the work, it's not about other people's approval or attention. It's about you doing you and moving on with your life. Guglielmelli misunderstands the issue of his cancellation. It's about accountability. While he has publicly owned up to his abusive actions, it appears that he has yet to atone in private. Even when he has done so, his profile will remain permanently tarnished. So, for now, Sherry Pie remains dead in the water. Guglielmelli has returned to relative anonymity as penance for his crimes. While this seems like justified punishment, it's worth noting that Guglielmelli has escaped the full consequences of his actions. To date, there have been no criminal charges brought against him, and while his public platform is in tatters, rumors have begun to circulate that he has been seen performing as Sherry Pie to small crowds over the last year. 
Is Guglielmelli's cancellation enough penance for his crimes? Will his cancellation even hold if the rumors of his performing again are to be believed? Only the victims are in a position to comment, but it does appear that though Guglielmelli publicly apologized, behind the scenes he is plotting his return despite the clear message from audiences that they are not interested. Throughout the whole Sherry Pie saga, the victims' voices have been minimized, shrunk down, or silenced. Much media attention has been focused on Guglielmelli's impact on the Drag Race franchise or his public expressions of remorse, at the expense of those that live with the emotional trauma he inflicted upon them. Having a platform is not a right, but a privilege, one which should not be taken lightly. Guglielmelli has irretrievably forfeited the platform which he clearly yearned for, and while his cancellation may or may not mark the end of his public career, it is only a small part of the journey for those he abused. For them, the ramifications of his catfishing and manipulation will continue, and it is their stories which should be remembered. This episode was written by Michael Chakravarti. This is a Broccoli production.